This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Holy moly, you guys, we have such a great interview with two clients today that I'm going to introduce them as quickly as humanly possible so that we can get straight into the juice. Today's episode is for you if you are in charge of your own career. So this means entrepreneurs. This means solopreneurs. This means people building a side hustle. This means people carving a path that is uniquely yours where maybe you have a boss over here or a boss over there, but you are in charge of crafting your own career. If that's you, you are going to soak up this episode. You're going to hear from two of my clients, Kelsey, who is a co-founder of a tech startup, and Deanna, who is a voiceover actor, and they're going to tell you how they use coaching to improve their work and their lives. What? Which is how everyone does it. You don't have to run your own business to use coaching for that. But they're going to talk specifically about things that affect the person who is in charge of so much and wearing so many hats, like how much time and energy decisions consume and how to get efficient with them. They're going to talk about overcoming the challenge of creating your own structure. We talk about how you can set clearer priorities and boundaries. And they're also both career changers. So we get into what it's like to shift out of being on one career path and operating under certain standards and expectations and ways of working to being in charge of your own work and wanting to love your life more and wanting to be nicer to yourself, but still being very ambitious and work-driven. And what they think the key to success is with that and how coaching helps. Ooh, so exciting. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Decision Masters podcast, you guys. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Does everybody want to introduce yourselves? What do you want the people in the podcast verse to know about you? Kelsey, you go first because you're on the top. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm a a co-founder of a tech startup, which is a complete career change and shift for me. Um, Well, I would say 90%. The first 20 years of my career was in fashion. And so technology is super different, but I'm doing technology to support fashion and the creative industry. So there's some, a little bit of overlap there and it's been crazy and insane and so much fun. And the journey is just beginning. Crazy, insane, and so much fun. I feel like it's the title of your memoir. Or like <laughs> the first one, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Diana, welcome. Thank you. My name is Diana. I'm a voiceover actor um, based in New York City, and this is my fifth year being a full-time voiceover actor, um, which is amazing to me when I tell people that. <laughs> it's a tough uh, gig. It's It requires a lot of decision-making, and I wear a lot of hats, but it's a lot of fun. It's really rewarding, and I have a lot of freedom, which is nice. What were you doing six years ago? 
what before you were full time? Years ago, uh, well, I was doing voiceover part time. I was working in retail. I was a translator. Um, I drove Lyft for a little while. <laughs> all of the things. I did a lot of things in the meantime while I figured myself out. And I went to culinary school, and I have a whole background working in the food and beverage industry, which I don't do any of that anymore. <laughs> my gosh. So we have like a trio of career changes. That's so (laughs) exciting. So we have worked together for a decent amount of time, both of you. We've worked individually, we've worked in groups. So I would just love for you to share with people, especially the career changers and business owners out there, since they can directly relate with your experience. What did you want coaching to help you with? So I think what drew me to coaching was, like I said, I wear a lot of hats and have to sort of make a lot of decisions because I am the business. And I just always felt like I wasn't making the right decisions or or like just doubting myself a lot. And I just felt like I, I needed some sort of help or support in, you know, understanding why I wanted to make some decisions and why it's okay to want what I want for my business and for myself. And um, just feel more confident in how I made decisions and how I came to, to those decisions. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing quite like running your own business or building your own career to show you like how precious your time and energy are. Once you start realizing like how much time you're spending on every decision and how often you're like undoing decisions and changing them and doing like abandoning them, you're like, oh, <laughs> There, there went a bunch of resources that I'm not going to get back. That doesn't feel good. Yeah. Or just saying yes to everything because I don't, you know, I don't want to let an opportunity go by, but if it doesn't align with me and what I want, then why am I saying yes to everything? And it's again, wasting, wasting time on things that that aren't for me and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. And just realizing that you have complete control over how you spend every minute of your day, you know, you're no longer required to show up at a job at a certain time. And then like, you know, have realistic expectations to leave at a certain time. That was a huge realization for me. It's like, Oh, wow. Okay. So that means that like, I don't have to start exactly at 8am. So if I realize that I need to sleep a little bit more, or I need to like do something different quote unquote, non-work related in the morning, that's okay. And that's a good thing. And I have to embrace those moments instead of like feeling guilty for not working during work hours. And then of course, because we're like overly ambitious and business owners and everything, we're going to work during non-working hours too and weekends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we... We don't want to feel bad about that. And then sometimes we do because we're like, oh, wait, where, where am I in alignment to, to use a, uh, Deanna's language, right? Like, where am I in alignment? Where am I just not having boundaries? <laughs> yeah. That's wild, right? It's a skill to create your own structure that we don't have experience in. I don't think because we like we're raised in school, school sets all the structures. If we do like team sports or drama or any kind of extracurricular stuff, they create all the structure and you get your first job and then it's off to the races. And I think that's a really underappreciated skill that especially solopreneurs and entrepreneurs have. 
defining those boundaries for yourself, because it's so easy to think there is a correct way to do things. And there is a way you should do things. And there is a way successful people do things. Yeah. That makes me think of one time, Kristen, when you, I was going through something and you said as you as like CEO of your business, like what, what does the CEO say about this situation? (laughs) You know, and, and trying to make that decision. I think I was feeling something had happened and I wanted to like take half a day off or the day off or something. And it's like, if you went to your CEO and gave him these reasons, like, what, what, what would you say to that employee? Just take the day off, rest, recover, and come back tomorrow stronger. And yeah, I, I can make those decisions and not feel guilty about them. Yeah. I remember you sharing that in our, one of our group sessions. And that totally resonated with me because, you know, of course my colleagues and my coworkers, if they're like, oh, I'm just not, not feeling great today. Like stay home, rest. I won't bother you. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to send you a Slack message. Just rest. You need to. But when it's me, I'm like, you know, of course, in the back of my mind, my first excuse is I can't. I'm too busy. If I stop, then everything stops and that's not okay. But really, if I slow down and take a break, then I can get back to all of those other things that are still going to be there and actually execute them more quickly, smoothly, and more accurately. Yeah. You'll have a better brain for all the things, right? Yeah. You two, especially have worked a lot, gold stars and confetti everywhere on your self-compassion. Yeah. That's something that we've really tried to incorporate into how you take on every project, how you deal with every failure, how you set up every routine in your life. It's sprinkling in self-compassion where otherwise you might not think to go there, or you might think this is going to slow me down. Yeah. Oh, the slowing down thing. Yeah. That's, that's like, like we can't slow down. That's a big thing. It's like, yeah, I can't slow down. I have to keep going. If I stop, the world stops. Well, and no, it doesn't actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so self-compassion was a huge, huge thing for me. And that's still a very big learning area too, because it is hard. Yeah. Really hard. Especially when you just have like decades of practice using self-judgment as motivation, using self-criticism to inspire growth. Like we have lots of crappy methods that actually work to move us forward, but it's like decades of practice. So we have to give ourselves a hot second to get good at it. But speaking of that, let me ask you now, since you guys are experienced coaches and you are people who aren't hesitant to bring people onto your team. Like, I think that you guys actually have this really like fun thing in common where you recognize something that you need or something that you want. And you're like, who can help me with this? You are on board with the idea of a support team, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I have to agree with that. I'm totally on board with a support team, but that's another area that was very, very difficult for me to be okay with. Yeah. Because again, that voice in the back of my head, I should just be able to handle everything on my own perfectly all the time. (laughs) So yeah, I've definitely learned um, that's not true. And I and everyone around me will be a lot happier if I have a support team. So I've learned how to grow that team and yeah, ask for help and and look for help where I need it. Yeah. So what do you think looking back on pre-coaching, pre-talking to myself this way, thinking about decisions this way, having self-compassion, when you think back to that time versus now, what are some of the big shifts or a big shift that stands out to you? I think there's a huge difference in the way that I feel 
um, one of the one of the very first graphics that you share in sort of the beginning of the coaching process is those three concentric circles, and the middle one is center. The second one around the outside is growth, and then the biggest one is overwhelm. Yes, and <laughs> every single thing that I've learned from you. I always take back to that. Like, where am I in those circles? Am I in the center? Am I in my growth area, which is great? Or Mm -hmm. am I almost into overwhelm? And usually if I'm thinking about that and questioning where am I, I'm about to be in overwhelm or I'm already there. If it's coming to mind, then I'm probably not in a good place on that little diagram. And I need to take a step back and use some of my tools to make me feel more centered, like first go all the way back to the center and then go back out to the growth area. And so I'm able to feel more centered more often. And I think that's probably kind of the biggest like overarching theme of my experience with with coaching specifically around decisions. Yes. What would happen otherwise? Do you think you just tried to be growing all the time or you lived in overwhelm or... (laughs) Oh, I definitely live in overwhelm. (laughs) Just floating out there in space, spiraling. Like what's grounded? What does that even mean? Exactly. What are my feelings? I don't have feelings because they're not important and they don't matter. (laughs) Yeah. And like when that's your norm, it's hard to have awareness. It's weird to feel like I'm being aware of something that's just normal in the way things are. So yeah, that's so layered to realize like, oh, I don't have to feel this way. I don't like feeling this way. I have to pay attention to when I feel this way. Fascinating. That sounds like it makes a difference in your experience of your life. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Like on a day-to-day basis. That day-to-day life experience is such pure gold to just consider like, are you doing that thing that we can tend to do where you're holding your breath and just like waiting for it to get better after this thing passes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's always going to be a next thing. A couple of weeks ago, when you you had the podcast about making sure you stop and celebrate and that, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So important. Like just pause for a minute and let something be celebratable. <laughs> Come back to center. <laughs> just, just for a second. Don't wait six months. <laughs> you can also celebrate in six months. That is also allowed. Yes. Yeah. We all do it. What about you, Deanna? Do you, do you do any like shifts stand out in either how you operate, how you make decisions, or you think about decisions, make decisions, how you feel? Yeah, I think some of the tools like the heart-centered breathing and like pausing in between tasks and just kind of being more present to what's happening. And I guess also realizing when I'm close to that overwhelm area. And I just, yesterday or the day before, I listened to the Celebration um, podcast. And that, it's just, when we do like monthly wins, it's always such a challenge to find the good, but it's so important and I love doing it. It really makes my brain work (laughs) because it's so, and there's always so many things. It's just nice every month to go through like pictures on your phone or like the calendar or notes that I've made and be like, this is a really good month. (laughs) Despite the overwhelming feeling of like, oh my God, it was crazy. And it it was so hectic and there was so much stuff going on, but there was a lot of things to celebrate. Yeah. But it just overall, the feeling of, of I'm doing okay (laughs) is definitely there. There's always a lot to celebrate, even the little things, which is important. 
Yeah, I think it's everything. Our negativity bias is like a toddler with like a giant cartoon paintbrush and noticing positive things, acknowledging celebratable things. I feel like that's the fine pencil. And we can just paint our whole life story with like, not good enough, too slow, too late. And that's not the way any one wants to live that I work with at least, (laughs) but it's so much hard work. I mean, in different seasons, right? This is like a habit you can build and grow. But in my experience, if even if you've been doing this for years, it's still the work of like getting the mini pencils out and picking the color and like drawing the little lines to find, okay, what was good this month? What am I proud of? What am I celebrating? What went well? it makes such a different story that you walk around with then that ends up with you saying like, I'm, I am good. I'm doing, (laughs) I'm doing okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. That it's, it's so, it's so hard when you first start out, like the first Kirsten, I think when, when you and I were first working one-on-one, that was so hard. You were like, what are your wins? I'm like, I don't know, nothing. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> like everything's fine, but there's no win. Like, no, actually there are. <laughs> I know. And we talked every week too. And you were like, yeah. again? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anyone out there um, struggling with that part, I get it. And um, just keep pushing yourself and keep going. And then actually like take credit for your own wins. Oh, that's a big one. Similar mm-hmm. to the self-compassion thing. That's that's a really hard, really hard part to actually take full credit for the win because yes there's always other people involved yes there's always external circumstances yes there's always you know a bunch of outside things that you could give the credit to but you also deserve 100% credit and that's when I think being this kind of in charge of your own job solopreneur entrepreneur person can work for you I don't want to like send this messaging that it's just always harder everywhere if either of you land a giant client or gig, it will be hard to argue with the fact that like you made that happen. You can see the decisions you made, the actions you took, and you can see, okay, how did I put myself in this position? Even if it was like somebody else in the room and they agreed to the thing or they offered you the thing. It's like, okay, what did you do to get yourself into that room? And like, oh, you've got to take credit for that. Kind of along the same line as the wins is is when you always ask what's working. And yeah, that's always such a helpful place to start when thinking of what like the next step is, or if I'm like uncertain about something, just to kind of have that present as well. What's actually working and what's not working? And then what is it that needs to change, if anything? I always find that really helpful to slow down and just like really see. And usually there's more working than I think <laughs> really when you right it. yeah so yeah. it's always helpful <laughs> that's such a great one again for entrepreneurs because we can perceive things as not working because we don't have the tangible results like in our hands to hold we're like we don't this didn't go right so we can change everything and boy howdy does that make you feel like you are reinventing the wheel every second hour. So I love that you bring this up because it's, it's just noticing what is working. And then, yes, I don't think there's a time I've ever done this with a client where we didn't end up with a list of what's working 
that wasn't at least four times as long as what's not working well. And then yeah. you have such a manageable list of things to like look at changing instead of like, wait, should I just burn my business to the ground and start over? Like probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I ask you guys, what kind of decision maker do you consider yourself to be just today right now? Self-trusting. Confetti for that. Nice. For people who self-trust is not in their like everyday lingo, what does it mean to you to be self a self-trusting decision maker? Um, most recently, it means that I'm listening more to my intuition because mm. I know that I know, and I just need to listen to myself and trust myself and then do that thing and not overthink it and not overanalyze and over sometimes like can over research. Um, yeah, just listen to my gut, trust my intuition, trust myself and go for it. Delish. I know that I know. Oh, I want to stitch that on a pillow. <laughs> Diana, what kind of decision maker am I? I don't know what to call it. I feel like it's like a compassionate, maybe a little bit of that, like self compassion. Just because I, I feel like I'm learning to to accept that if I make a decision, and a week from now, if I decide that that's not working, then I can make a decision to change that decision. Yeah, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> Nothing is set in stone. So that makes uh, making decisions easier to know that, that there's that flexibility and can try something out. And if it doesn't work, it's fine. Try something else. <laughs> okay. So on that note, would you like to share a self-honoring decision that you have made in the past week or two? Mm. There was a day last week. I got to the end of my day and I was feeling so many negative emotions creeping in. And I was like, okay, all right. Getting into that, that overwhelm, the outside of the circle. So um, before I went to bed that night, I canceled my morning meeting and turned off my alarm because I knew that if I just slept like a couple more hours in the morning and woke up on my own, I would immediately feel better. I would feel refreshed. And then I would be able to like, continue to tackle the day. Oh, so good because sleep is a great processor of emotions. You guys, you heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's a delicious self-honoring decision. I love it. Also, I didn't know that. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Anything come to mind? Um, I guess a couple of days ago, it was a nice morning, a nice spring morning. And I decided to, instead of doing sort of a short walk with my dog, I took the long walk around the reservoir and I listened to your podcast and another podcast. <laughs> um, and it was, it was great. You know, I took most of the morning just to do that. And I felt sort of off when I first woke up, but by the time I got home, I was just like, feeling great. <laughs> I was ready to go. And um, I'm glad I gave myself that time, that extra walk and listening to some uplifting content. <laughs> mm. I feel like something that you and I have both been doing throughout the entire program is like working on those mornings. That's definitely been a theme for both of us. Yeah. I feel like that's such a huge thing for me. I just love my mornings and it's sets up my day. And since we don't have like a nine to five, I know I can work later and it, the world's not going to end if I don't check my emails until 10. Um, 
stitch that on a pillow too. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just, you know, it works. It works for me. And I'm super grateful that I have a job that I can do that. And um, yeah, if I can, I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's something that you really have done a great job of both reminding yourselves of is I didn't become my own boss to feel like a servant to my work. I, I, I am in charge and really questioning the stories that pop up about what's going to happen. If I set my morning up to feel good, if I set my life up to be the way I want it to be like so many assumptions, historical seeds planted long ago, assumptions mm-hmm. can come up about like, well, this is going to mean you're a failure. This is going to mean you're only going to go so far. This is what everyone else is going to think of you. And I think this is where you guys are both good about connecting with your future selves too, because it's like, does she feel permission to just do what she has to do right now to feel good? And she's not apologizing for it. And her business is thriving. Yes. Check. No, it's great. I always think of a different coach that I worked with briefly that told me I, I couldn't wake up without an alarm clock and expect to be successful. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just sticks with me always, but, but it's in a good way now. Cause now it's like, well, you see, I can, maybe you can, <laughs> but I can. And yeah, I feel like those are the kinds of decisions that, you know, I'm, I'm more confident about like, yeah. well, if, if everything's working, then why can't I not do that? <laughs> like who says? Who made these rules? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Perfect segue to my question about who should consider coaching and what should they do? What do you want to tell them? Cause they're like, Ooh, you have a life coach. That's fancy. What's that like? Should I get one? <laughs> Pretend you're at coffee. What do you say to them? <laughs> I always tell people that doing coaching was literally the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Short, sweet. That's what it is. It's, it's made so much difference in every single area of my life and it's invaluable and it's fun. We do make it fun. We do. I don't yell I don't yell at you a lot for like not waking up early enough. No, you don't. No. There's no yelling. I don't think you've ever yelled. Everyone has their style. It's like you have to resonate with the person you work with. Yeah. But the way you talk about it, Kelsey, it really sounds like a huge gift to yourself. That's exactly the way I think of it too. It's just like Again, it's that support team. It's like, what do I need? Yeah. I just always really appreciate having someone else's eyes on like what I think is a problem and just to have that someone, you (laughs) specifically to bounce things off of and just have that input, which isn't like you're not telling me what to do or anything, but just you're revealing things that I maybe had not seen, like blind spots and stuff um, to help me move forward or remove blocks that I have in my life. And also, like Kelsey said, it's probably one of the best decisions ever. Samesies. <laughs> I love supporting you guys. And because you're open to it, like that you're, you're such fun clients to work with because you want to do your best, but you want to do your best feeling your best. You don't want to do your best at all costs, especially to the cost of like your mental and physical and emotional health. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. We've all done that. We tried it. Not doing that anymore. Thank you for reminding people that's possible because it is. You guys are both beautiful examples of it. Well, thank you guys so much for your time, your wisdom, your smiles. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And it's it's just fun to have a discussion like outside of our group sessions too. You know, I know. 
you know, we never get to hang out. So <laughs> selfishly, I'm like, come hang out with me on my podcast. <laughs> Next time we'll do it at happy hour. And we'll have some little cocktails. Yes. <laughs> and thank you guys thank for you. listening. You can check the show notes. If you want to talk about coaching, set up a consult. You can be on the podcast next. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much. Hey, if you loved this episode, you got to grab your free copy of the ultimate guide to easy decisions. You'll get six instant solutions to get out of your head and feel certain about your next choice. Just go to kirstenparker.com forward slash guide to grab it and make sure to subscribe so you can catch every week's episode to keep building your decision mastery and become an X overthinker. See you soon.